This is exactly right. Adulting is hard, but it doesn't have to be impossible. If you want to hear more about ways you can actually live your best life, check out How to Be a Better Human. Each week, comedian Chris Duffy sits down with an expert to talk about the realistic and often unexpected ways you can improve your life. This season on How to Be a Better Human, learn how thinking about death can actually make your life happier, why it's never too late to make a change, and more. Find How to Be a Better Human wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. What's up? Sorry, I was just taking a sip of water because my house, the dogs, the, the hair, the fur. Sure. And you're hiding out in the basement or? I'm in a corner in my room, uh, my room of my house somewhere, <laughs> but there's like someone cutting a tree outside, which is just like, how do I? It's so sad. And then, um, sorry, humble brag, my cleaning lady's coming over in get a little it. bit. Get it. I can't get them corners like I used to, not with these titties in this gut. Hey, everybody, welcome to Adulting. I'm Michelle Buteau. What's up? I'm Jordan Carlos. What's up? I'm thirsty and out of breath. (laughs) You know what I did this morning, too? I did a um one of those IV drips with the vitamins. Get it? What what's what's up? Just preventative shit. Yeah, preventative shit. I don't think I feel really bad for people who are working really long shifts mm-hmm. for single parents, for people who are just taking on more than they can chew and they just feel like they're like in quicksand. And, you know, I mean, welcome to the adulting podcast. This is what we do, right? We talk about stuff like it. there's yeah. nothing too petty, too big. Like we get to it all. But like, you know, the feeling of overwhelm yeah. turns into the feeling of dread. And it's like, we have the one life. So let's motherfucking live it and take more off your plate. You know, take some stuff off your plate so you can start living your life. No refund. Yeah, go for it. You know, I say plan your fun like the way you plan your doctor's appointments or your work. Like, like do it. Plan your fun? Plan your fun. You got to plan that fun. I like planning parties and, you know, plan your fun. Okay. So you plan your parties, all that. You do, you do the meatball uh, jamboree. You do, I believe there's a Halloween party. I mean, every season has a reason. What's up? I like family-themed, coupled-themed. <laughs> If you're single, have a theme. You got to have a purpose. You can't just like show up in a black t-shirt, a knife, and a cereal box and be like, I'm a serial killer. What? Even though though that's pretty good. Even though that's pretty good. Even though that's pretty good. You know what? There goes my idea. Thanks a lot, Michelle. The whole family was going to dress up like different serial killers. So there that goes. All right. So I am so curious about this IV drip. Oh. Like, how are you with needles? Um, did they get that good, good vein? I'm pretty good with needles. Okay. I can't okay. look at them. Like, mm-hmm. I can't look at it going in. Uh, but I'm pretty good with needles. I, I think a lot of people don't know their bodies. And so I do know where my vein is. I have, like, one plump and juicy vein that will get it all the time. And I really, like, found out so much about my body when I was doing IVF for five years. Because yeah. three days a week, I had to go get my blood taken and go get a swab. And so, like, I'm just getting all my holes poked and prodded and there's like needles in your belly and your booty and stuff and your arm. And so 
yeah, I became like some sort of like weird stormtrooper with back fat. And I'm like, let's go. <laughs> the nurses would be like, I don't know what's wrong. I'm like, I do, bitch. I've been, I've been holding a fist for 20 minutes and drinking lots of water and Gatorade. Let's go. Oh, my God. I used to do those injections. It felt like that scene in Pulp Fiction over and over again. Like I had to yeah, get the right sight. But with She's no like, bangs. Yeah. And no dancing. <laughs> You know, no John Travolta, no chicken dance. No $5 milkshake. Like, let's go. Like, come oof. on. What happened to that? Ooh, now ooh, we've ooh. passed the $5 milkshake. It used to be expensive. Now you're like, that's a deal, John Travolta. Also, Pulp Fiction, great <laughs> Halloween costume. <laughs> great Halloween. Like, perfect. Yes. A Jerry Curl wig, you can take it from Coming to America. You can take it from Pulp Fiction. What are you talking Wait, hold on. You're talking about, like, how women dress in in the morning and then take that to evening? So you're saying that, No, like- <laughs> you know I do love a crossover a.m. to p.m., whether they're shoes, a bag, a perfume scent. Make it make sense. I want to get male brain for my buck. I do have a reason for the season. Listen, I'm saying um, the wig that... Um- <laughs> <laughs> this is... I love this. Is this your conspiracy theory? Was this the same wig? It's no, the same- no conspiracy theory. I love that I already sound like I'm... Are you high? Because every time someone's high, they think I'm like spinning conspiracy theories. I'm like, no, this is just how I think. This is just me having a thought. <laughs> Whoops. You literally... <laughs> Whoops. I, I thought you said, if we can get the stenographer in here, the same wig that was used in Coming no, to America. No, okay. okay. So for yeah. everybody yeah. around the world that is listening to the podcast, I'm so sorry. We're going to definitely bring it black and make it make sense. Um, because I know that we have like German listeners who are probably just like, what Was, the was is fuck is this? <laughs> like, I like them, but are, are they okay? <laughs> The movie, one of my top five favorite movies is Coming to America. And there was like this great bit about Jerry Curls. It's called Soul Glow. Yeah. So let your... Soul Glow. Mm Mm-hmm. Come on, falsetto. You better... Just turn my let chair around. it shine through. I'm going to turn my chair around and see who's singing that song. <laughs> I just had to see your face. I'm going to put some plastic on my couch so you don't get it wet. <laughs> oh so that same wig that Eric, I think the actor's name was Eric, the same wig that he used. The dude from ER. I be- <laughs> yeah. Yes, the dude from ER. I believe in them cheekbones, baby. Mm-hmm. They don't quit. Truly. It's giving National Park how high his bones are. <laughs> what? What? You, you guys, like- I promise this will make sense. <laughs> or not. Sorry. Empty promises. Um, so the Jericho wig that he used, I believe, is the same wig that Sam Jackson used in Pulp Fiction. I told you I had a point. I, t- I need another sip of water. This is too much. But I'm trying to explain myself like a, a husband that's been late. <laughs> <laughs> but still has an iced coffee in his hand because he stopped off at Starbucks. Yes. Listen, we get it. We get it. It's the same style. It's definitely the same drip, drip chemical style that was used. I used to have a Jerry Curl. Did you? No, but I, my mom used to have a Jerry Curl. And that was like, I was so worried about, I thought she would get Michael Jackson firewise. Yeah. I had a Jerry Curl. <laughs> this is the bad thing about growing up in a white neighborhood. So obviously like Caribbean parents, they <laughs> mm-hmm. want you to assimilate. White neighborhood equals like wealth and good education. I'm just like, yeah. do it. But like, there's a different type of education that needs to happen when your kid is the only black or brown kid, right? Mm-hmm. Or Asian, whatever. We have so many different books now that are just like, your curls are gorgeous. I ain't had that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just straight up um, cat in a hat. And I was like, can we wrap this up? Like, we got it. <laughs> there's hats, there's cats. This is this guy is on some mushroom trip. You know, it was too much. You had a jerry curl. Wow. I had a jerry curl because my hair was stiff. And uh, it, it was beautiful. 
But I would sit behind these girls in Catholic school and like they would always take their ponytails out and put it back in. Yeah. And anytime like their hair leaned to the right, their head would lean to the right too. <laughs> and it just like looked so fun and carefree because my yeah. mom would literally comb my hair on a Sunday and I had to keep that shit till next Sunday. Oof. And if yeah. they didn't keep, you know what I mean? But I wanted to take it out and put it back in, take it out and put it back in. Oh. But. What is that? Do you hear that? Is that our guest? No, <laughs> that's not our guest. It's Santa Claus. No, um, it's the milkman. Wink, wink. Was the milkman really getting pussy like that? Goddamn. And we were all lactose intolerant and didn't know it. We just throw a pussy at the milkman. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, who? Like, I really want to Google who these milkmen were. Look, they got rid of a lot of those men, by the way, because yeah. it was the milkman, the iceman. You know, they were coming. Ooh, the mailman. Like, they were coming, weren't they? You know, <laughs> and going. <laughs> and going, that's right. Yeah. You know what? I didn't really understand the whole milkman thing. Like, what? <laughs> Until the pandemic really fucking hit us. And the only person I would see were these strong-ass Amazon men <laughs> that would just bring in Amazon packages. And I said, stay safe out there. Thank you for your service. You're an essential worker. Yeah, why you you say it like that? Because I meant it like that, Okay, okay. Okay, (laughs) bim, 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 bim. You like those ill-fitting blue uniforms that they was wearing out there? Yes, drop that package, bend over, rip your pants, and pick it up. Are you okay? I'm so sorry. That's so gross. You don't deserve this. You're a good man. It's fine. You're a good man. It's fine. You know what I like is the UPS drivers. You know, they make $170 an hour. You mean Doug Huffernan was making all that money on King of Queens? <laughs> and he was living in that house, couldn't get carried, nothing nice to buy and shit? All that money. That's why Kevin James is killing it. Killing it out uh, here. Uh, I like to say you can't kill what's already dead. That's my favorite. <laughs> what? Come on, that's just a joke. I love Kevin. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know there'd be drive-bys on Kevin James today. Um, Come on, he can wait. Kevin can wait. He can wait. <laughs> wait, let's think about some <laughs> new Kevin James properties. <laughs> Kevin isn't too far away. <laughs> Kevin's Gate. I mean, it just goes on and on. Um, yeah. Yeah, truly. How many times do you think Tevin Campbell was called Kevin Campbell? And he'd be like, You're f- it's Tevin with a T. You froze. No. Can I freeze? No. Oh, no. Are you kidding? This is not good. I'm screaming no. I'm like, no. And they're like, she froze. She froze. She froze. I'm like, no. It's like, it's like skeleton key where like the, the ghost has taken over my body and I'm like inside. I'm like, no. No, I'm here. I'm here. You can't you see me? I'm talking. That's a really bad feeling when you're frozen on Zoom and everyone's like, she froze, she froze. Oh my God, look at the face. Take a picture, re-enter the chat. And I'm like, I'm right here, guys. I know. That's a special kind of hell. That's like also like sobering up on an airplane flight. Oof. That's also a special kind of hell. Yeah, it's it's a special modern <laughs> technological hell that we've created with elegant code. I, you know, yeah. it's, it's just like, is it my cortisone? What is it, the things that get... <laughs> We can't control it. We can't control it either. And we act like the person could control it. It's like when somebody like drops a call and then you have to become detective. Like, was it my service? Was it your service? It's too much. It's too much. Who cares? Who cares? Oh, my jaw's like locking now. I feel so uncomfortable. Where are my muscle relaxers? I need them. (laughs) I need your IV. That's what I need. I want to get this. Oh, honey. I want to get this. More like weavy. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
When we get together, we have nothing to have fun. <laughs> oh, oh my God. We oh be- lasts a long time. I mean, listen, have you thought about what you're going to dress your children as for Halloween? Because mm-hmm. they have no control over it and it's awesome that you can do that. Oh my God. They don't have control because these motherfuckers got nothing but opinions and chicken nuggets. <laughs> They got nothing but opinions and sticky fingers. Otis fired me the other day. He got so mad. He's like, Mama, you're fired. I'm like, What? I know. I was like, You can't fire me. I quit, son. Bye. <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't say that. He fired you? Yeah, he got really mad at me and told me I was fired. <sighs> what, what was it about? What? I don't remember. It, there's a lot of big feelings. He's just like, <laughs> Mama. No more presents, no more Mother's Day, no more Christmas. You're fired. (laughs) And then I'm, like, trying to be cool and, like, do all the things I read in, like, parenting Instagram hacks. Uh Uh-huh. Like, breathe. You know, Mm -hmm. they're working out their feelings. And so I'm just like, okay, Otis, but how do you... Stop talking to me! (laughs) Just stop talking. And I'm just like, lucky for you, I've had a lot of fucked up relationships with men, so I know when to stop talking and when to leave. Oh my gosh. How did it resolve? Like, I don't know. It always feels like a Whitney Houston song because he'll come back in the room and I'm just like, and I! <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot, kid. Yeah, you know? It's giving drama. Yeah. Like, maybe he's low-key the dramatic one. I mean, I think we are all dramatic and sensitive in different ways. Okay. You know, people think drama is loud, and it's not always. People who mm. are quiet and are spiraling and overthinking and, you know, sort of creating their own narrative in, like, a quiet way is... Also, its own special kind of hell, like sobering up on the plane. Just kidding. I've never had to sober up on a plane. I I don't. What? Well, (sighs) I'm just lucky. Did the captain pass out? Is someone going to have to fly the plane? Uh, Is a doctor's son needed? You know, when they're like, is there a doctor on the plane? Okay, fine. Is there a doctor's child on the plane? Um, which which happens more often than you, you think. I, you guys, welcome to adulting, Michelle Buteau, Jordan Carlos. We are both really fun catastrophizers. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to be friends with a catastrophizer. I say this all the time because we've already thought about all the fucking outcomes. You always have wipes. You always have a lot of wipes and things like that on you. Because shit will happen. But also, like, my body's a fleshy bib. It's not even my kids. It's like oh, no. my body's she froze a- again. She froze again. You go, no, 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 no. Are you fucking with me? You did. did It's not your fault. It's okay. I'm not (sighs) mad about it. I'm just saying that you did freeze. I'm mad about it because we're about to have a really dope guest come on and I don't want to keep freezing. It's almost like having something between your teeth. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I have to tell you that you froze. Oh my God. You know, I don't like that I feel like I'm in a good mood, but my internet is unstable. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like we can't keep taking turns, bitch. Pick a side and let's go. If we can't run, let's walk together hand in hand. Okay? Yes. If I rule the world. <laughs> that part. I'd free all my sons. You waved that plastic fork with urgency like you were at the family reunion and you just really agreed with somebody's point. But I you was... know what? You you don't get your... I have, I have known you for y'alls. I have known you yes. when Taylor Swift had curly hair, honey. That's how long <laughs> I've known whoa, Jordan, Whoa, honey. you are dating us whoa. now. Calm down. I've never seen you drunk. 
I'm drunk right now, Michelle. I'm a functioning <laughs> alcoholic, and this is where I admit it to you. Um, I was wondering what was in your mug. Oh, no. She froze again. No! <laughs> she froze again. <laughs> she froze again. Am I back? You're back. Listen, this is my favorite episode. I don't episode. even know when I'm back. This is, <laughs> this is, by the way, my favorite episode ever. <sighs> we, need to, we need to find a new term for, like, your internet is unstable. Like, it's... We need, like, a safety word? What should we say? Airhorn? Pineapple? Pineapple? Pineapple is, like, a, an onset safety word. It's like, I'm feeling uncomfortable. Pineapple? Oh, God. Okay. I thought you froze again. You just don't. No, I didn't. I was just trying to figure out what the fuck you were saying. So I was frozen. Like, I was a deer in headlights because I was like, what the fuck is he saying? And how do I respond to it? I'm just going to believe. I'm just going to pretend I'm frozen (laughs) when I don't know what the fuck anyone is saying. Just like grade school. Jesus. There you go. I, you know, th- we're so dependent on technology. Here I go again. Oh, my goodness. Do you remember when we had phones on the wall? Oh, those those are some fun times. Remember when you have to take the antenna out to speak on the phone? Child, please. <laughs> Nothing would break. <laughs> and then you have a sword. Now I got a sword. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a sword. I was always a conductor for the symphony. That's because... <laughs> And that's how you know you were raised in Jersey and not Texas. I'm like, a sword. Great. A weapon. (laughs) (laughs) It's a weapon. I was talking to like this guy about, a really nice guy, comedian, um, about his dad having dementia. And we were like just talking about it because I was like, oh, my dad has dementia. And we had to like, you have to hide stuff. Like, you know, things that could break, like vases and knives and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, we had to hide all the guns. I was like, go, 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 go. Uh, I'm getting wow. a phone call. I don't have my phone. I'm getting a phone call. I'll be right back. <laughs> yes. You know what it's like. like you know what it's like. Take, take out the shotgun, the pistols, the AR-15, put those away. You know. I feel also like, I keep forgetting that there's like this whole part of America that's just like, it's not that they have a gun. It's like, how many guns do they have? And they're kind of like all over yeah. the place, like tissue boxes in the house. Yeah. And I am constantly reminded when I watch Family Feud because one of the questions at the end was like, name something. You can't help but do a Steve Harvey voice when you do Family Feud. Name something that you keep in your glove compartment in your car. And I would have been like, gloves. Because it's called a glove compartment. Nobody's done that since the 1920s. But go ahead. I know. (laughs) But like, even like insurance for your car. You know, like tissues. Yes. This guy's like, your gun. (laughs) And then like the person that came after him was just like, my gun. Oh Everyone god. said my gun. My god. My god. Oh my god. Oh. No, my gun. No, I just get kidding. it. I'm just saying. I know. I'm just kidding. Did you freeze? <laughs> Mentally, I froze. I have an unstable yes. connection. My brain is unstable. Right now. Yo, you know, you can lock your glove compartment too. I do love that. Oh, right. Yeah. I never do because then I'm going to lose the key. You know what I mean? It's your ignition key. Is it? Yeah, it's your ignition key. Is it? Welcome to Car Talk, everybody. This is Jordan Carlos. <laughs> Michelle Buteau. <laughs> Wait a minute. I told you it was another key. Wait a minute. Come on, Michelle. You, you, no. You're messing with me now. No. <laughs> hey, hey. Should don't I be? Don't you do it. Wait, should I be messing with you? Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Wait a minute. Wait. 
Wait a minute, Jordan. The ki- <laughs> Jordan. Yes. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. We need the IV. We need the IV back. The IV lady needs to come on back. Get that juicy vein. The key. Yes. The key to your car is the key to your glove compartment. Yes, the key to your car is the key to your glove compartment. Why? Why would they make it different? Why would they make it different, Michelle? But what if you don't have a key to your car? It's just like a. That's a good question. Now you have a fob. You have like a little. It's like a little um, plastic guy that you push the button and then and then it opens up a little thingy. Yes. Right. Okay. So in that thingy, there's a, a valet's key. You can detach the valet's key from inside the fob, mm-hmm. and that will most likely open up your your uh, glove compartment. The more you know. Oh my God, you really are the learning channel. You guys, this is why it's so good to have nerds in your life. Because what they can't do for themselves, you can provide them with that fun and safe space that they can't always have. Yes. And so, (laughs) (laughs) oh my God, you know what? This, I can't tell if this is like my most favorite episode or like the worst episode we've ever done. This is the best, but, but, okay. No, this is, no, this is the best. No, honestly, this is the best. I'm really excited um, to talk to our guest because you know what? I've known her for a really long time. Mm. I never get the chance to hang out with her because Mm. two ships, two ships passing in the night. You know, she's so funny, so talented. I love that she's like cool and weird and just sort of has like created her own path in comedy, which I really love. Do you have anything nice to say? I have plenty nice to say. I think that she's so musically talented. I love her poems as well. Um, mm. she she wears a, a bold cat eye situation and is a great performer. Which is so funny because that's her name. Right? Which leads us to our next guest. Please welcome Catherine Cohen. Where were you? You're so funny. Where were you? Our, leads us to our next guest. She is the guest. There's no like... Next guest on this guest podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> you guys, I can't believe English is our first language and yet still... Catherine Cohen. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on the pod. Of course. Lovely to see you both. How's it going? Good. I love your background because Jordan and I with our moving blankets, it looks like we're just in the basement of like a Cloverfield movie (laughs) with John Goodman. And hi, Kat. And you have like these lovely shelves full of like very adult things. It's a podcast about adulting. You have a good-ass microphone. Yeah. Thank you. You have a watch on? I have it all. (laughs) Women can have it all in 2023. What can't she do? I know. It's actually crazy that I've become an Apple Watch person. I used to think it was the worst thing you could ever wear. And now I'm like, my steps are life. Steps are life. Steps are life. Are you clocking your steps? Every day. I'm addicted. Does it force you to walk more? Because you're like, I'm in competition with myself. Let's go. Exactly. So I'm always like, I get off on hitting that 10K. If you have like a 15K day, I mean, it feels unbelievable. Sure. Does it feel like you could just eat a whole pizza and just motorboat margaritas? Like what? That's kind of, (laughs) I'm actually like saying what it would make me feel like doing. Absolutely. I'm like, yeah, I go walk the streets, get a foot massage, keep walking. As you're getting the massage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> can we just talk about foot massages for 2.2 oh, i'm obsessed renew on west 8th oh we got to get you both to renew on west 8th 
They do an absolutely exquisite foot massage. You sit in those big chairs. You can be on your phone. You can read a book. It's bliss. Just to point out, they are not sponsors of this show, but you know, hey. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. How about the plug? Let's get the plug. What is it called again? Is it Flexology? Foot Flex? What is it? Reflexology. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. She's from Jersey. Um... When they hit those little notes and your pinky toe and mm. shit, like I get a little shot in my brain, like, oh my God, what did you do? It feels like I know. Well, you know, Whitney Cummings has that joke about like, can you please take your dick off my heart? <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, what did you just do in my brain and my soul? I know. Like, Sometimes it makes me so horny too. I'm like yes. certain weird parts of the foot. I'm like, why am I about to come at Renew? Yes. I gotta go sign me up. I'm gonna the do human it right body. Now. The human body is amazing. Where, so where are you both moving? What's happening over here? Where? Uh, that's a good question. We're just I'm just going one floor down. Cheaper rent. What about you, Michelle? I am at home. We usually are in an office together, mm-hmm. but separate. So we, yeah. yeah, we usually like like do remote recordings as if we're like like an I Love Lucy episode, but in the bedroom. <laughs> like he got his bed over there. I got my bed over here. Um, but I'm at home right now because I just. Some days you just need to be home and braless. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. I need a lot of like 24-hour periods where I don't leave my apartment or talk to anyone to stay sane. Yes. Mm. Solitude. That's important. Mm. Where do you sit? If you go to a yoga class, are you mm-hmm. in the front or are you in the back? Michelle, I'm in the back. I'm in, <laughs> I would never be in the front. I would turn around if there were only spots in the front left. I would leave. <laughs> You would? I get frontish. You get? Oh my gosh, no! Well, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a, a practiced yogi. Same. I don't want everybody looking at my twat like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what yeah. if it? I'm not saying I fart in yoga class, but a mm-hmm. happy baby. It's it's an invitation. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I'm like I look so different from everyone else in this class. Like, are they? You know what I mean? I just, mm-hmm. it's not right. I hate when they they get way too serious about breathing and they're like ah! and I'm like girl do you feel better am I being an asshole does it really like work if you do it like that I don't know I don't know sometimes it doesn't not not work how do you feel about the instructor like touching your shoulder like does that make you feel seen or sort of like you're doing it wrong it depends how they touch me I know. you know if it's with grace I'm like thank you what am I, I in, in Alvin Ailey class oh if they're touching me like a, you're never going to get it. Why are you here? And I'm like, <laughs> this is a donation yoga class. So calm down, bitch. You smell like, like a red onion. It's like when people call you honey, it can really go either way. Sometimes honey is like a big warm hug. And sometimes I'm like biggest bitch on the planet. Leave me alone. Oh, uh, when people say babe, I'm like, who, who the fuck are you? Ta- who the fuck are you talking to? Hey, babe, babe, babe. <laughs> when is, when has babe ever been welcomed though? Like. Hey, babe, this feels like a guy with a pop collar whose dad has a boat, you know? <laughs> He's got, like, crunchy socks yes. under his bed. Babe, no. babe, babe. <laughs> so many crunchy socks. The socks. socks. That is so visceral. Yeah. Ooh, let's talk about pet peeves and conversations. Here's mine. When people say, oh, I'm just going to stop you right there. <gasps> are are you? Are you just going to stop me right here? That's crazy. Yeah. Who's doing that to you? <gasps> people. Well, I've... I've apologized for that. <laughs> and still here we are. Yeah. What's a pet peeve for you? Well, I struggle with, um, you like bump into someone like, you're fine. You're fine. I'm like, you're fine? Like, yeah, I'm fine? Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Are we, are like we I, in agreement here? I don't know. Yeah. Like nobody you're asked fine. you. 
You're fine. Yeah. No. <laughs> and now I'm not fine. How about that? Oh, I'm never <laughs> fine. I think I'd say the the next level of that, which is you're perfect, sometimes can curdle my cream. Oh. When people are like, you're you're perfect. You're perfect. I'm like, you're saying I'm an idiot. Okay. Thank you so oh much. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> literally <laughs> rubbing my neck right now because that has like <gasps> that has like triggered something in my neck and shoulders. What? <laughs> I've heard that a lot. You're perfect. I, I'm going to say something right now. I feel like I've said it. Oh, we've all said it. We've all said it. I might it. say it again. You're perfect. I am I would rather tell somebody I love them. Because then like, I sort of half mean it because I do love humanity. You know? So I'm just like, yeah, you're someone's child. I love you. Oh, yeah. well, that's beautiful. Do we love humanity on this pod? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find. Yeah, it depends on the day. Depends on the day, the vibe. For the most part, I'm going to say yes, because I do feel like there is this weird movement to dehumanize non-binary and trans people. So I'm just like, people are people. We got to love. We got to evolve everybody. That's of someone's course. child. And you're talking about being a Christian. And I don't care what testament you're in. Get it together, bitches, because a toilet's a toilet. And some people even got toilets, Okay. Some people can't afford shoes or to play fucking sports. So can we just calm the fuck down? So that's why I'm always just like, love. Love. But ooh, baby, if you get me on, on the right day at the wrong time. I got a crazy email un, unsolicited today, like through my website, you know, like a random message box. And it was literally like, if you call yourself a comedian, you need to talk to God and ask yourself the big questions. What? Um, Wanting me to talk to God. It said, you said you're... You're too unreligious. Hmm. Ew. Anyways, nothing but love to that person. I hope you heal. Yeah, yeah. Little G or Big G for God? Was it like... Big G. It was Big a Christian. G? Okay, got it. It was a Christian person um, upset with me. But joke's on them because I love I love God and the abstract. So joke's on them. <laughs> I think the idea of God is fucking awesome and cool. <laughs> when you write your poems and your songs and your stand-up material, first of all, thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. <laughs> Thank you. Right back at you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, are you ever like self-conscious? Like, what would my family say if I talk about Ooh. this? Will this come back to haunt me? Um, will I have to explain it? Do I feel embarrassed? Is there any of that? Totally. I mean, mm -hmm. oh God. Yeah, my parents... My parents sat in a booth with my boyfriend at Joe's Pub while I talked about uh, titty-fucking him. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that's tough. It is tough. Yeah. But it's your truth, right? It is my truth. I think when I first started too, I was just like so tenacious. And so like, I have to get out there. I have to do my thing. And now I'm kind of like, why am I doing this? Right. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys feel? Um, when I was writing my book, Survival of the Thickest, Phoebe Robinson gave me some great advice that she didn't come up with. She heard it somewhere, but I can't remember everything. Um, she said, write your book like everyone you know is dead. Oh, wow. That's powerful. And that stayed with me again. She's written how many books? She's got her own imprint. Like, the bitch yeah. can write. Yeah, she's prolific. Yeah, and she's got kind of conservative parents, too. But, yeah. you know, her and I are both kind of, like, late bloomers. Her later than me. And I'm just like, yeah, man, we got to, like, yeah. stop. Because we're not, like, living for other people. But isn't that, like, a part of living for someone else? Mm. Right. Love your stand-up, love your poems. Thank you. 
a poem about this, a poem about that. <laughs> Very nice. Um, here's my only thing. I think there is one line that you won't cross, and I'm here to confront you about it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. It's about being from Texas. Oh, are you from Texas? Yeah, I unearthed that you're from Texas. Yeah. And that's just something that's something you won't talk about. And it's funny. <laughs> it's I don't okay. talk about it a lot. That's no. where are you from? I'm the Buffalo to your New York. Where am I from? I think you're maybe you're a Dallas. Yeah. A Dallas boy. Well done. Well done. And Dallas and Houston, people don't understand they're so far apart. Like so far it's apart. different. Five hour drive. I mean, there's two separate airports. It's major. Yeah. Separate culture, separate <laughs> worlds. We do have things in common though. And I think that's why we're like, we're not the same, but we have a lot that's the same. <laughs> oh, is it like Puerto Rico and Cuba? Well, Colombia and Venezuela. It's <laughs> a lot. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going on the record and saying that, but like <laughs> I am. <laughs> but like, what's the difference between Dallas and Houston? Okay, first, why 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 are you okay? She's squaring up. What's up? What do you got? <laughs> I, I don't I'm from Jersey. I don't know. It's just a different flow. It's a different flow. Houston is mm-hmm. Houston is when you close your eyes and think of Texas, you're actually thinking of Houston. Mm. It's bigger. It's got a lot more personality. Personality plus. Oh. Catherine Cohn right Is here. it giving steel magnolias? Like everyone's just like, oh, Shelby. Bless her heart. No. No? Okay. A little bit. A little bit. Like pageants? It's just, it's everything. It's a whole gumbo. It's like crazy. It's wild. It's just like. It's fucking wild. It's, it's so huge. <laughs> it's There's so many people. So much, so much food. Like there's the rodeo. There's like, it's just, it's chaos. It's like a massive city. Okay. But you know what's so interesting is the new season of Love is Blind. Come on. Come Stop. on. It's in Houston. Come on now. Stop. Come on now. Are you watching? Stop. I haven't started because okay. I'm still trying to get over Seattle, bitch. I'm still trying to get over Seattle. Who is Seattle? And Portland, 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 Portland. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, was that? Um, give me some names. Oh my god, Kwame and oh, what um, was her name? That was crazy. The skinny white girl that likes pink. Did they end up getting married? Yeah. <laughs> That's really, really tough. That's really, yeah. really tough. Marshall. Oh, oh, it's all coming back to me. Yes, oh my God. Yes. I just pictured his face. Mm-hmm. No, this season is, it's like, it's falling apart at the seams. And there's a guy named, <sighs> I believe, JR, obviously. And no. He, he's such a Houston, like. Ewing? <laughs> he's, That's Dallas. He's wearing, <laughs> he says on the record, he's like, I wear an American flag every day. I'm good on that. Are you sure. lost? Are you lost? Y'all, it's so, it's so crazy. But he reminds me of like certain people I grew up with and it's really harrowing. Anyways. How did you do it? How did you grow up with it? How did you grow up with it and get out? Oh, I think like my dad's not from Texas. So I was, he's like a Jew from New Jersey. So I was always kind of like one foot in, one foot out. My people. Look at that. Exactly. Well, what was December like for you then? Um, what, December, what was December like? I love that new segment. What was December like for you? Um, we did Christmas. My, my mother's side yeah. is very Catholic. Your mother's side is Catholic. So you did Christmas, but... We did full Christmas. We just had in the back of our mind, we just knew this wasn't this wasn't the whole truth. I was like, there's more to that story. Okay. <laughs> okay. My father would say about Texas Christmas, he'd always be like, listen, this is closer to the original Christmas if you think about it, because in the desert, the Middle East, it was hot. All right, guys? And we'd be like, it can't snow ever, Dad? Like, I know. Like, why'd you drag us out here? But sometimes it snows in Dallas. Sometimes it snows in Dallas and it did snow in Houston. And then our great- That one magical year <laughs> on Christmas Eve, it's never snowed there. It was like, it was a movie. It was so beautiful. Okay, here's the next question that they ask uh, Texans like us. Why do you have no accent? Why, Catherine? Why do you have no accent? Did you work hard on it? Like, did you get rid of it? I'm like, it's not like that. It's like a major city. It's not, it's literally not like that. I'm not like, 
it's, you know. Can you do a Texas accent? Darling, of course. Hey! <laughs> My grandmother calls me and she goes, darling, uh, uh, she, she calls me. She says, how, how are you doing with your movies and your comedy shows? Like, she'll call me up and want to touch base. That She's is still there. My, my, my whole family's there. My parents live there. Is your family still there, Jordan? Absolutely. It's on level easy. Life in Texas is level easy if you're not a woman. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. My parents, like, whatever. They've retired. Every day at 5.30, they go to Starbucks to get their one coffee, which is waiting for them. And then they go for their walk. 5.30. 5.30 p.m. Yeah. Wow. Do they go to bed? That feels like a late um, coffee. A little later. Yeah. They just have like a lot of Jenga to do or something. <laughs> they want to watch Suits, which is big for them now. You know? Oh, fun, fun. Yeah. Do they think it's me in Suits or do they know it's Meghan Markle? <laughs> <laughs> no answer. Like, Your friend Michelle literally. is such a good actor. She let herself go. Is she okay? Like she let herself go. Okay. Did you ever? Okay. Once I learned you were a Texan, I have one other question. Okay. Oh my God. I'm excited. Did you ever go to a Texas size bar mitzvah? I didn't go to very many because I went to super Christian schools, oh. but I had some Jewish neighbors and we went there. It was one of those things where like I went to the bar mitzvah, but I didn't know anyone and I sat in the corner by myself. Oh, same. I'm so sorry. Did you get to go to some fun ones? I went to the temple where Matthew Broderick was bar mitzvahed. Temple Emmanuel in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, claim to fame. Not a big deal. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For his bar mitzvah? Oh, yeah. Matthew Broderick. For Matthew Broderick's bar mitzvah? <laughs> Let's see him deny it. All right? That's I, where Ferris that's Bueller. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, Ferris Bueller's bar mitzvah. That's an amazing sentence. Uh. Welcome to this segment called Name Dropping, everybody. <laughs> this is amazing. Anyway, that's my truth. Thank you for being on the hot that's seat. Sick. Questions about Texas. That's all I had. Wow. Yeah, it feels like a, a lifetime ago. But I, I go back a lot just to eat and lay on the couch. Yeah, we were kids then. We were kids then. What more could, what more could a girl want? <laughs> this is interesting because I, I assume you guys still have your old bedroom. Oh, absolutely. My, my parents moved, so I don't. I have like a very sort of neutral guest room I'm allowed to stay in. It's okay. So my parents moved from Jersey to Florida because I was like, I am too cute for this whole fucking zip code. Get me the fuck out of here. Why is everybody like 17 with gout? I gotta go. The fucking hoagies. Oh my God. And so I went to college in Miami and I was like, look at all these big, beautiful brown bitches with their coochie out. Uh, and that was just like my teachers. And I've never felt so alive. I was like, oh, this is my this is my jam, you know? And my parents ended up following me because they're Caribbean anyways. And they're like, mm -hmm. why the fuck were we up here in Jersey? I'm like, because you want to live in a white neighborhood. And so then we were living in like the Caribbean Cosby show without the rape. And um, <laughs> my parents are still in Miami. They're still in Florida, you know? Like once I realized that I'm just living in like a Southern Jersey called Florida. I was like, yeah. get me out of here. <laughs> get me out of here. Like, you think it's cute because you're 19 and you can like go to Wet Willies and drink. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there's fights for no reason. And then you hear no. gunshots and you're like, but I I just got this new outfit and now we're running from the cops. <laughs> Florida's tough. <laughs> it's insane. Like no bras, all halter tops, titties just popping out. I'm like... It doesn't work for me. I need to be strapped in. You know, girl, I'm, look, I just love New York. Have you Have you ever taped? I got a breast reduction when I was 20. Oh, okay. And it was amazing. And then I did IVF for a few years and they pumped me like a Purdue chicken. Yep. Sorry, Purdue, if you're not doing hormone shots anymore. Whoopsies. <laughs> God, I'm on one. 
I'm on many. <laughs> and fuck Purdue Pharma while we're at it. Go ahead. Yes. 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 Get it. So they came back and I would love to get another breast reduction. That would be great. Yeah. I just bought some new boob tape. It really is incredible. Yeah. I didn't think it would ever work, but it does. I wish I knew the brand so we could get some SpawnCon, but um, just shout out to <laughs> science. Does it hurt when you take it off? Yeah. Hurts horrible. Oh hurts, my God. Hurts horrible, she says. <laughs> <laughs> I used to run half marathons and so I'd have to Oh my like, God. Wow. Yeah. I would like put three bras on. Wow. Whether you have big titties or not, your nipples can bleed when you're running that much because oh, they're just I jumping bet. the whole time. Yeah. When you ran the marathon, like, did you listen to something? No, I can't listen to anything that takes me out. Wow, you're fully just so present. Yeah. That's amazing. But then also after the first mile, I just like start to dream. Like I'm not present. That's so beautiful. You start to dream? Yeah. What you dream about? <laughs> Come on, let's go. <laughs> um. Well, I don't know how you guys write or like how that things pop into your head. But mm -hmm. sometimes I just like see a scenario play out in my head. I'm like, oh, that's mm -hmm. funny. I should write that down or that's important. Or like I just like... It just gives me space to think. Hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. You're a runner too, right, Catherine? Well, I haven't run in a very long time, but I like the idea that I I could be. Oh, okay. I liked I liked your I liked your energy, but um, <laughs> I I used to live near Prospect Park, and so I would like I got really into it for a while. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like then your hips and your knees, and then now I no, know. I'm just mostly walking. But I do. There is no high quite like running like six miles and feeling like so alive. Yeah. But I haven't done it in a while. But walking is the best. Walking is like the fucking best. It is. And I listen to pods and whatever. It's it's nice. Do you? I, I, well, I, I need to stop, but I, I love like a true crime pod or like a, a scammer pod, that kind of thing I love. Do you live by yourself? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't live by myself, but like even when I travel, I'm like, I can't listen to anything too scary because I'm just like... <sighs> Are they going to take my eyeballs so they can get into the fucking secret door? Ooh, I, I get more scared yeah. of, I actually, I'm really scared of ghosts. Like I can't listen to that kind of thing, but people stuff doesn't scare me as much. Huh. Because it's already happened. Right. Can I ask this? Okay. You listen to these true crime podcasts. Do they scare you so much? Like this is a rule I have. I will never take a bath bath in New York City. Why? Because like I can't be that vulnerable. Um, oh my God. I, I take like two to three baths a day. Interesting. 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 <laughs> How British of you. <laughs> it's disgusting. I, I'm a, I, I, I don't even have a nice tub at all, but I just, there's no feeling like being in the bath. Like, come on. It's true. With a little candle. Are you Trumbo? Like, what, who are you? <laughs> I love a bath. <laughs> Do you write in the bath? Do you smoke in the bath while writing and things like that? No, it's more about, it's almost like the opposite of a cold plunge. It's like a hot plunge. It's like a little bit of a, it feels like a little Xanax to just be in hot water for a few minutes. Okay. Try it. All right. I like this. Foot massages, baths, bitch. Y'all. Mm -hmm. I'm on motherfucking board. Yeah. Uh, you know what was really fun, though? This is how I first started running. Um, Dan Curry uh, came up with this thing called 5K BHC. It's uh, you, We run 5K, and BHC stands for Bong Hit Club. <laughs> so we would get a little high and go run 5K, which is like about three miles. Oh, wow. And we'd stop for whoever needed to stop. But like it was with two or three other comedians, and then it grew to like five and six. And so we did it every Saturday morning, whether we were hungover or not. And then uh, we'd go negate everything we did and then go have like a Mexican brunch. That sounds so fun. <laughs> it was it was really fun. And then we started doing it like two, three times a week. And next thing you know, we're like running half marathons together. <laughs> that's amazing. And so it just happened like super organically. But, wow. like, you know, a lot of people don't even get high before they go for a run. And that's like the best, mm -hmm. oh, you know, like being high and going to the gym. Ooh, baby. Yeah. What's your running shoe of choice? Ooh, 
you know what? I do like a Nike. Okay. Interesting. I was doing New Balance, but mm -hmm. I like Nike because they have these shoes that are like really soft where you don't need a sock. Oh, yeah. Nice. The sock kind of fucks me up and I need to like... The Pegasus, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm so impressed. Are you? Yeah, like when I smoke weed, I curl into a ball and hide from everyone I know. <laughs> yeah, same, <So>. same. <laughs> and then I also fold laundry. Yeah. I haven't done that and it's just has never sat right with me. Mm. Same. Not my vice of choice. Same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a really fun drunk. Well, that's what I tell myself anyways. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't know if I'm fun, but I, I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> so we get questions from our audience about adulting and we try to answer them. Let's do it. Serve it up, Michelle. Thank you. Serve it up hot? <laughs> Shmedium heat. Shmedium? Yeah, yeah. Okay. By the way, I saw Sarah Bareilles when I, at the baggage claim in JFK the other day. Oh, wow. wow. And she Brag. just looked wonderful. She, no, I was just... <laughs> I didn't say anything to her. I didn't say... I just... She just looked like, you know, like, oh, fuck, I just got my back. Thank God. And yeah. I was like, I feel you, sis. That's all. I can say I've met her and she's incredibly kind and lovely. Oh. She looks really sweet. Yeah. She looked like she needed a hug. And I, I was like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I would... If you could give me a hug in her, I would actually love that. I mean, you know, sometimes you can see someone and they, like, need a hug. Yeah. Oh, God. The airport's okay. such a scary place. Okay, keep going. <laughs> um, This is a crazy question off the bat, but here we are. Once a cheater, always a cheater. How true is this? Oof. Mm. Catherine Cohen. I don't know. Uh... I don't think so. I like to think people can grow and change, but what do I know? I also know if someone's cheated on me, it's like bye forever. So I'm torn. What do you guys think? See, I used to say cheated on me bye forever. And then I got to this place where I'm just like, what if we're married for 25 years and have combined DNA and then what happens? <laughs> right, right. But now I'm at like, we've been together 15 years and I just feel like, no, I don't think so. I don't know how to like properly come back from that because I'm just so tired. Yeah. But I don't know that, like, someone's always a cheater. I think, you know, cheating is so many things now. It could be, like, emotional cheating. Mm. Right. That's what, like, a like an office wife or office husband or office mate is. Usually that's... Oh. Yeah. It's euphemistic, but you're in a, a relationship with that person, you know? Wow. Come on, big words. Let's go, big words. I mean, listen... <laughs> Catherine knows. We're both from Texas. We're up here in the Northeast. We got to show off that we know stuff. Totally. So there it is. It's a lot. I got to take a break. But um, yeah, I think the older you get and the longer you're in a relationship, the more like you don't want to... Like, let's take The Golden Bachelor, for instance. Um, oh my God, I just watched. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm sorry to bring this up again. I did this yesterday. Michelle's uh -huh. <laughs> sorry. This really? is truly all he talks about. Well, it's fascinating. It is. <laughs> How do you find someone else? Do you go get a new car or do you repair the one that you have? You know, like that's basically it, you know? Yeah. But I will say the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Woo! Oh. I, I said <gasps> medium hot and here you come with the high heat. Go ahead. The way you do, wow. Yeah, so whether you know it or not, right? And so um, there is something selfish about cheating. Mm -hmm. There is also something like very insecure about it. And then it's hard to have confrontation with your partner and yourself. And that's what people avoid when they go and cheat. They're like, I deserve it. I did it. There's like a lot of, mm. you know, like cheating on your diet or whatever the fuck. Like 
cheating the bank or cheating yourself. Essentially, you're cheating yourself. Yeah. Damn. Because you're not going to like really grow unless you like fucking get to the hard work. Okay. Jordan, you got the next question. I hope that helps. <laughs> <laughs> Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? <laughs> Cut to me having existential crisis. I'm like, the way I do one thing is how I do everything. The way I do one thing is how I do everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Fully spinning out. All right. Should I be buying sexy lingerie? <laughs> I don't really see the point if I am just going to be taking it off. Oh. There was an interrobang on that one. Like, someone was very serious about that question. Mm. Interrobang is a great word as well. Thank you. Again, yeah. from Texas. I am smart. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. I'm not a big lingerie person. Are you? I feel like it's too much responsibility. I used to have a lot. But then it's like hard because there wasn't a lot of plus size options. And now there is. Thank you so much, Rihanna, for taking my money. <laughs> yeah. When I did my TV show, I was like, we have to, like, I want to wear plus size lingerie because I want big bitches to know that they should wear it if they want to and that they can and feel sexy and not apologize and the lights can be on. And if he can't find your pussy, then lift up your fucking belly. It's right there, bitch. <laughs> It's the treasure in the Goonies, okay? Let's go. <laughs> it's the treasure. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's right there. It's right there, bitch. I think it's important because, you know, you do walk different. You know, you do things differently. But it's like, I got to find it and smell the crotch. Did I wash it from last time? Because, you know, you just got to oh. wash the crotch. Because that's the only thing that really gets messy. <laughs> I cannot. Have, I don't yeah. think I've ever. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's, really, it's like one and done. But anytime I've used lingerie, it's like, okay, I'm never going to. Like, it'll be under the crusty socks. It'll be under the bed for the next like six years. I know. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot I had this. Well, you got to you gotta wash the dildos and shit, you know? Like, you can't just be out here willy nilly. That's true. True. Are you okay, Jordan? I feel good. Um, I feel great. You got to wash the dildos. wash the dildos and shit. You got to wash the dildos and shit. That's definitely my, like, gravestone. That's going to, that's what's going to be written on it. You got to wash the dildos and shit. I have to ask this, though. Like, I feel like there's different ways in, right? Like, let's say you're going to be intimate. You're going to have peanut butter jelly time. Tonight, it's the night going down, right? Sometimes you want it. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. H&S. You want it a little hot and sexy. Oh, Who's hungry? Oh, my God. <laughs> Who's got a nut allergy? Let's go. Brought enough for the class. I'm just saying, sometimes it's like a quickie in a Lower East Side fucking, you know, bar bathroom. Mm. And sometimes it's like, what? take your time. I barely want to take a piss in a bathroom. People have been turned on by gross bathrooms, all right? So, like, I feel like there's that. And then also another way in, that's New York as well. It can be romantic in that way. And then also New York can be, like, romantic and, like, you put on, like, a, a, I mean, a beautiful of your own choice corset and kind of, like, be sexy and put on some Etta James and, like, tell a story. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you can have it however you want it. It could be yes. Taco Tuesday. It could be something else. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. That's me. I feel like sometimes I've asked my boyfriend like, oh, why don't you buy me something? And it's mm. like, he means so well, but just no idea about the size, the material, like the caliber. It, no, he didn't know. Just to jump in for a second and to help your boyfriend out, there's a really good store to do just that. I've done that before. Ooh. Agent Provocateur, um, which is in Soho. Oh, that's the good stuff. Shout out to Agent Provocateur. Um, they have sales stuff in the front and then it gets progressively more expensive in the back. And so you want to be in that middle-ish part, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's somewhere in between to to give them something amazing. And that's usually like the Christmas, you know, whatever Kwanzaa Ooh, Hanukkah go-to. Love that. Yeah. All right. So next question. Next question. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I just want to help folks I out. And yeah. I appreciate Go ahead. You're like the really friendly person at Home Depot that doesn't leave you alone in the aisles. You're like, I got it. <laughs> You're like, let's go to your house and see if the key works. I made it. Do, do you need more propane? <laughs> it's right over here. 
Go ahead. I, this is funny only to me. Okay, next question. <laughs> My mother has been living with me for some time and I can't take it anymore. <laughs> oh. oh my god. How do I tell how do I tell her it's time to get out of my house? I mean, I know you birthed me and all, but you've got to go. <laughs> Damn. Are we obligated to take care of our aging parents no matter what? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You are. Wow. You are. It's just part of life, baby. Yeah. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but it's true. I would suggest a vacation, like a getaway, like friends or a cruise for a long time. But yeah, I mean, that's hard. Like, and if she doesn't want to leave, maybe just like suggest activities for her to do. Mm -hmm. um, I would also suggest therapy for the both of you guys. So you sort of have like a mediator. Mm -hmm. That's smart. Um, because that's a really hard thing to ask, but you do need your space. Yeah. You just do. She didn't say whether her mom is ailing or not. It just seems like mm. her mom might be lonely. Mm. The stress of the caregiver is real. And like, that's just something that we deal with. And we have a certain amount of like guilt because this person was there. They taught me how to walk. They, they taught me how to eat. They, you know, they clothed me. They fed me. They were all that stood between me and chaos. And like, you have to kind of mitigate that. But then also like, yes. I mean, I feel like I have a certain obligation towards my parents as they age and it's going to be hard. But I do think like, like you're saying, Michelle, getting them out and doing activities, taking them to the senior center, that's probably what this person might already do. They're like, duh, I've already done that. But um, right. it's kind of one of those things where becoming an adult is never a bargain, but this is like a part of it. And Ugh. when our parents become like grandparenty, it's also another chapter in life that's kind of beautiful and full of moments of like, Grace. Just saying. Period. Close the book. I don't know. What do you think, Kat? I think you have to do it and life is so hard. Yeah. Mm. It just breaks my heart sometimes. I feel like... <laughs> I don't know. I just... The older I get, I'm like, wow, things keep being really difficult. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's going to cease. And I think that's just being alive, which is yeah. a bummer. There's good parts, too. Yeah. Nothing but love. There's good parts, too. Yeah. I mean, I think the good part about getting older... And then things coming at you is like, you know, for certain that you can't get to the other side, you know? Totally. Yeah, yeah. Even 26, even 36, I'm just like, how the fuck am I going to get through this, you know? And I remember Jordan told me this thing this one time where I was, it was like so hard to try and have a kid. And then I had a surrogate and I felt like so out of fucking whack. And he's like, you know what, Michelle, sometimes there can be a happy ending. Like there are happy endings too. That's so nice. It was so nice. It's like exactly what I needed to hear and I didn't know it because <sighs> we know it, but we forget it, you know? Oh, yeah. It's a good reminder. It is. You know, also, I'm kind of like microdosing kindness to my children so that they don't put me in a home someday. <laughs> dad did that. Remember dad? Remember how fun dad is? Dad is fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. How, how old are all your kids? All of them? Um, only two. Both two. of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, do, how all many? All is in the two of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. I have a 10-year-old and a six-year-old. Michelle. Oh, my gosh. I have four and a half-year-old twins. Yes. Yeah. So cute. You're so cute. So I feel like I'm microdosing trauma. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, That's intense. That's intense. Damn. Um, even though you're really tired, you're definitely thinking in a different, more clear way. Just in terms of bullshit. Mm. Like, even when I got a dog, I was like, this is what I can't do. I can't be getting blackout drunk with everybody because this dog is going to piss and shit all over my fucking apartment. I know. Do you know what I mean? 
Even like, I can't leave for four days. I got these plants to water. You know what I mean? Like any type of responsibility I have, I'm like, it just like sort of changes how I live, you know? And like how I see people. It's all phases in life though, you know? Like I'm so jealous. I would love to be in the three baths a day camp. That era, (laughs) that era is Um, so good. I love a good shower after a poop, but that, it just ruins my skin. But don't you feel like, Kat, like once you got a boyfriend that you stop talking to a lot of people that were about fuckery because he's like, no. Yeah, definitely. I I think especially during the pandemic, it was like, I'm only talking to who I need and want to speak to. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that weeded out a lot of people. Um, Yeah. And yeah, I I foster a dog sometimes. So whenever I have a dog, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, this bitch is my life. I don't care about anything else. Like what career, what social life. Like, Oh, thank you for doing that. It's fun. It's, it's, I know. One day I'm going to fully take the plunge, but for now, it's nice to be able to not. You're like a fairy godmother for these dogs. That's really cool. I would highly encourage anyone to do it. It's fun. Yes. It's really fun. And then it's like taking care of someone's kid. You just give it back. But yeah. <laughs> You wind up that dog. <laughs> unless you want to keep it. But like, it's so funny. I have a friend who who's like, I'm going to foster a puppy. And every time <laughs> it's over, she's like, I can't believe I fostered a puppy. I know. She gets a new rug. Oh, the one time we did a puppy puppy, it was... I mean, the amount of shit all over my house, it's brutal. <laughs> but then she looks at you and you're like, you're perfect, to borrow a phrase. I know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bringing it back. I yeah. love that. That's weaponized cuteness. These freaking puppies. Yeah, that's why Mother Nature made these babies cute because yeah. what else are we going to do? Okay, we have one more question. My friend's wife has a birthday party every year and this is the second year I'm attending. I don't know her very well. I only see her once or twice a year, but she always sends me a text inviting me. Am I supposed to buy her a gift? It's a big house party with music and catering, nothing too fancy. It's like music and catering. That sounds mm. fancy to me. Sounds really nice. And valet parking. Yeah, where the yeah. are you from? Will she even notice if I don't bring something? Oh, I would say, I was going to say you don't need to bring a gift, but you can bring a bottle of wine or some flowers. That's easy. Yeah. But it is it is funny because sometimes you do go through the effort of doing it and you're like, there's no way that person even saw that I brought the thing. Like, yes. It went, so if it's a huge party, you're, you're probably fine. But I, I always, you know, Southern hospitality. I'm a, I'm a Southern belle after all. We always show up with something. So Absolutely. And flowers are nice because people, booze, they might already have booze or not everyone drinks booze. I think flowers, it's like something, you know, or a candle even. People joke about it, but you don't buy it for yourself. It's nice to have. Mm. The thing is, that's a very good one. Because if you're going to someone's house like once or twice a year, fucking bring something. Yeah. Like, you know, Jordan, if you come over, you always he always brings something and you don't have to because you're here all the time. Oh. Not all the time, but like, you know, enough yeah. where it's just like he's one of the ten people that come here, you know? Like yeah. you don't have to bring something unless we're gonna drink it. <laughs> but <laughs> who are these people? I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> who raised you? Right. Where are you from? You should always bring something to someone's house. Especially if it's a day they're celebrating the day they were born. They're celebrating. Come on now. What's yeah. wrong with you? And it's also, it's karma because whenever you host, like I love to host people at my place and it's so nice when I'm like, the party's over and people have brought all these treats for me to, they've left yes. all these treats behind. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yes. it's worth all the dishes and the schlepping and the whatever. I'm like, this is yeah. great. Yeah. You know what? There's so much stuff at my house though that my wife would actually be like, take something. Take something from the garage, mm-hmm. please. Mm-hmm. Like, that could be interesting. Mm. What about a take something party? Regifting. Yeah, regifting. Or just, you want a, a dustpan? Come on, get it. Like, <laughs> we got it. What? Like, there's all this stuff 
What about take something? I'm just putting it out there. I'm just... A take something party. A take something party. What do you think? I like it. I used to do that back in the day when I would host this comedy show at the Albatross in Queens. Ever heard of it? Didn't think so. And <laughs> at the end, I would just take one thing from like my coffee table or like the junk drawer that was like fun and fine or it could even be from like an airplane and give it to like the audience member that I thought was like the best audience member. And people loved it. They're like, oh my God. And I'm like, it's junk. Thank you so much. I got it at Barnes and Noble after I spent $50, but I do appreciate you. But... um. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's that's where the thoughtfulness comes in. So, yeah. like Kat was saying, a candle, flowers. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what's what's like a nice like little surprise little gift someone's gotten you, and you're like, oh, you know what? Wait, this is fun. My friend did this thing where I've got a group of like ten women, and we all brought three things under ten dollars that like we're obsessed with, mm. and then we all got to like trade and pick. It was so oh. fun. I got like the Laneige lip mask, got like some good body oil, mini toothpaste, like just fun, stupid things that you love. Marvis is great. Also not a sponsor, but love Exactly, Marvis. Marvis. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm talking about. So good. (laughs) I love a body scrub. Oh, yeah. Fun. A friend brought me a hard-boiled egg cutter. Yes. And life life is different. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, put it on your salad. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. On your avocado toast, get an extra pop of protein. You know what I love? I love the apple cutter because we make Ooh. apple pies. And so you just put your apple in it and boom. Incredible. It's like cut into like eight pieces. Never met it. Oh, God. I can't tell if we're amazing or boring, but I am having fun. <laughs> I'm, I feel so, I feel so serene. I was kind of, I was even in a bad mood this morning and now I feel pretty serene. Yes. Good. Yeah. yeah. I feel like really there's good energy in this Zoom. There yeah. is. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of warmth. I love it. Yes. I'm a fire sign. It's very maternal. Me too. What's your sign? Leo. I'm a Leo too. <gasps> what? When? The 11th. Of August? Of August. When are you? That's a very bossy week. I'm here for that. That is Elvis. <laughs> That's Madonna. That's a very bossy week. Ooh. I am the end of July, July 24th. 24th, the same day as J-Lo, Amelia Earhart. Oh, wow. We're all bad at directions. LOL, is that too soon? Anyways. <laughs> You guys, don't worry about it. Why Wait, and, and Jordan, what's your sign? Uh, I'm an Aquarius. Oh. Yeah, which is like, yeah, stay back. That's wild. I know, I know. He likes to overthink. Wait, Michelle, mm-hmm. if you don't mind, I, I need to know your moon and rising. Oh, I'd love to tell you. So my rising is also Leo. So I'm a double wow. fire, double okay, Leo. Okay. So I'm like out here. That's why I can hug people and actually mm-hmm. mean it and love people and actually mean it and also kick them in the dick and actually mean it. It's true. And uh, my moon is um, Scorpio. Oh, sexy. Yeah, that's the sexy, insecure, wild thing that actually gets stuff done. Mm. I love it. My rising What's yours? is... Oh, you're asking me or asking Catherine? I was actually asking Ken. Our guest? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Jordan, please. Um, <laughs> my, my rising is Virgo. Okay. My moon is Sagittarius. That's great. I love, I love that. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm Virgo Moon. Mm-hmm. Really? Pisces rising. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> no, this is, this is so interesting to me because Pisces rising is really, I mean, that's, you already have this like fire to be a performer, right? Mm. But the Pisces also is a great performer, but like it depends. I mean, definitely gets along with the crowd, but like Pisces change, they evolve so quickly because. You can go downstream and like go with the crowd or like go upstream and go against the grain. But if you're like born with that, go with the crowd, then eventually you're going to evolve to against the grain. If you're like 
kind of start off with like the against the grain that like at some point you figure out how to get along with everybody. Ooh. And so I don't know what your mm. journey is, but I think that's like so fucking fascinating. I can go on and on and on, but we don't got the time. You guys definitely figure out your rising and your moon because it is fascinating. I know not everybody believes in it, but we got to believe in something. Oof. It's like, what's the fun in not believing? Grow up. Open your mind. Uh, Come on. Uh, Adult. Open your mind, your heart, and your legs to love. Yes. Mm. Well said. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you yeah. so much for having me. Adore you both. And um, live, laugh, love. Yeah. Go run the bath. Yeah. Run the bath right now because this will only take a few more minutes. You know it's bad if it's like an, a pre-5 p.m. bath. That's like really bad. I love it. <laughs> running a bath is the only type of running I'm doing this week. You understand me? We, the thing that we ask all of our guests is what's the most grown-ass adult thing you want to do for yourself with the remainder of this year? Oh. Yes, that you haven't done for yourself yet. It could be big or small. Yeah. Um, I have an index fund, but I need to put some stuff in there. Do you guys like that? I love that. That's a very rare answer. Usually people are like, I got to get my money right, you know? Yes. But you're specific in saying that you need to put something in your index fund. I feel like... I've been told now that there's no no point in having money just sit in this in the account. You got to put it somewhere. Right. So it's indexed to what exactly? Ooh. Index. I don't this is why I sound stupid. I just know that an index fund is like the best thing to have. <laughs> oh, so you put you put cash in the account. I feel you. That's enough for me. I know the index finger is the most important finger. And so I believe the index fund is a very important fund as well. Yeah. Period. I think it's a good thing that. to do to quote do with your money. Um well I I feel yes. like this. Um Catherine Cohen, I think that you have a winning strategy. And um I am not a financial advisor. Catherine? Gonzalez. Yeah. Chipsy Salsa. Meryl. <laughs> Brown. Gonzalez and Gonzalez. Cohen. <laughs> I just want to say that you could probably put more risk in because you're younger than us. <gasps> um, and I think you've got winning ways and I think you'll do fine in that in that way. So just Thank like. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Higher risk. Go for it. Yeah. I think. Go crypto. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm like, I still don't know what that really is, but I know it's over and that's all that matters. Yes. Yes. It's all over. It was fun while it lasted, but you know, it's all over now. So I think you're going to do great. Yeah. But I say that because now in my thirties, I'm like, oh, I never thought I would care about like one day owning a house. But now I'm like, that's all I could think about. Like hmm. the idea of ever owning a house is like yeah. the most beautiful thing in the world. So maybe in the next 10 years. It's going to be a while. I will say it's getting back to your point of just like, and now there's more shit to do. So like taking care of a house is like taking care of like another living thing Ooh. where there's always something that needs to be done. Yes. And so like no one really ever tells you that. Like even if it's a good one, it's like, yeah, there's always something, right? That's why when people look at me, they're like, I'm so tired. And they have, they've just been trying shoes on all day. I'm like, <laughs> it's not a competition, but I win, bitch. That's me. No. Me being like, my bath was too hot. Michelle, I'm exhausted for my hot bath. <laughs> I know. I'm actually realizing how little responsibility I have as I speak to you both. I'm like, I... Good. Then enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Truly enjoy that shit. Okay? Thanks. Like we say down south, sop that up with a biscuit because... <laughs> Delish. It can be fleeting. I tell you what, Jordan's not biting around the cookie on that one. <laughs> she makes fun of all my southern parlances. All right. And that's just one dog that won't hunt. Oh. And thank God. you so much. <laughs> can we just end it, honestly? <laughs> like, I love you, yes, but I'm now sorry. we gotta end I'm it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, bitches. Goodbye. Thank you all. Mwah. 
Can you dig it? So fun. We can dig it. So fun. This is what I like about podcasting. It's like, you know, we do stand up. It's so like, this is my spot time. That's your spot time. So mm-hmm. I always see her in passing. She has kind eyes. Mm. I'm so glad I like got to sit down and know her. If you guys don't know her, please watch her specials. Please read her poems. And it, it's so nice to be around true artists, like multi-hyphenate. Yes. I hate when people ask me the question in an interview, what do you like better, acting or stand-up or hosting? It's just like, that's like... That was li- literally my next question. Stop. So, okay, <laughs> fine, Michelle. <laughs> I think it's such a small-minded, basic questions. And if you are a journalist or, you know, want to become a journalist, like, just do the research, you know, listen to other interviews, read other interviews that the person has done, and then come up with something different. Like, mm-hmm. we have so much to say. Ask us something different. Yeah, get in there. Get to know the person. See what makes them go ticky ticky boom boom <laughs> Like, she's definitely an onion. She's got a lot going on. And I loved her poems. Her book is called God, I Feel Modern Tonight. The persona is is so cool. I, I love the way she writes it and her special was really awesome. And yeah, you got to ask more questions to get through those layers so you can know who they is. <laughs> it's nice also just on a personal note yeah. to see people like that from Texas thriving. Oh, okay. Um, we've, We've had we've had guests from Texas, uh, like Alok, myself, yeah. you know, I'm a guest, um, Tone. And it's like, yeah. you see what I'm saying. It's just, there's not a lot great like to represent that state right now. And Honestly, like, it, I get a little emotional, like, when, when people from my home state add to the discourse rather than try to, like, knock it down, you know, or destroy it. Yeah. I feel you. And you know what? Getting back to what we were saying, I think it's always been like that. We're just old enough to realize that yeah. Texas and a lot of states in America have been fucking up, have been corrupt, um, mm-hmm. have tried to, when I say limit our resources, I'm trying to, I'm like, I'm being kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do feel, I, I do understand that pride, you know? It's like when my mom sees, like, Usain Bolt or Shirley Ralph or, like, anyone from Jamaica mm. just, like, really, mm. really fucking make it. You're just like, oof. Because, you know, a win for them is a win for all of us. Yes, that's exactly it. And that's how I know that you're a good person because, you know, it gets back to yeah. the insecurity, or as you would say, crabs in a barrel. Like, people being like, I'm the only one, I'm the only one. But, like... Truly, and as I've quoted Instagram quotes before, uh, being happy for someone else's success will never fuck up yours. No. It will only add to it. You know what I mean? So that's so nice. Anyways, you guys, what a crazy... I'm so glad that I did not freeze (laughs) at any point. (laughs) I think my Zoom was like, is this going to be a good one? I don't know if we should quit or not. I'm tired. But then Zoom was like, you got it, bitch. This is nice. This is nice. Moving blankets and all. Man, your Zoom was as feisty as an MTA worker today. Ooh. It was just like, we don't know. I ain't about it. Talk to my supervisor. It was a lot. But we got it done. We got it done. So fun. Yes. Till the next time, friends. Till the next time. You guys take care, everyone. I hope you're having fun. Oh, Jordan just blew a kiss. That's so nice. Yeah. Mwah! Hey! Hey! Bye, bitches. I gotta go pee. <laughs> <laughs> This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Jiha Lee. Our associate producer is Christina Chamberlain. This episode was mixed by John Bradley. Our guest booker is Patrick Kotner. Additional production support from Hannah Kyle Crichton. Theme song and live show DJing is by DJ Don Will. Our live show producer is Marianne Ways. Artwork by Jamie Bechtel. Photography by Gijs Vandermost. Executive produced by Karen Kilgara, Georgia Hardstark, and Danielle Kramer. Follow the show on Instagram at adultingthepod. Email your questions to adultingquestions at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.
follow Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show and visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase adulting merch.